All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosen. The show starts now. Presented by Batano, it's time for the Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga with the returning Jay Rosa. What's going on, Rosie? Not much, buddy. Good to be back. Weird time, man. It's nice to get those two wins after before the All-Star break. Seems like everyone else is playing a little deeper than the Leafs, but they get that extended... Extended all-star break, which is pretty nice for the guys that aren't actually playing in it. Well, put it this way. I was uh, discussing last night with producer Vic what to name this show. And I would say 7% of Leafs fans or Leafs Nation comprehend or understand that it's the bye week for the Maple Leafs. That's how that it's just not really out there. Like there's still a bye week format to this whole thing. And in fact, there's only six NHL games on the slate this week. Like it makes no sense. Like why? Why would there be six games? There's 37 next week, by the way, but the schedule's so weird this time of year. It is weird. I don't know. I, I cannot imagine being the person that sits down and makes a schedule with these buildings that are, you know, all purpose venues and you got to go through the whole bloody, I mean, travel and this and that. And how do you, is the, the hotels just blocked off automatically for all these teams coming in and concerts and NBA teams that you share it with? I just couldn't even imagine. So, I think you're bound to get a couple of, you know, odd looking things where it's easy from the outside to go, what the hell is with this week? And it's like, hey, you do the fucking schedule then. It, it's got to be really hard. But um, I guess that's just the way she falls where, you know, after All-Star break, you got to start cracking down and catching up. But uh, yeah, you're bound for a couple of little weird ones like this week for the Leafs and other teams, I'm sure, are in the same boat. But yeah, I'm sure they spread out as best as they can. It seems like a nightmare job for sure. And I just wanted to ask you off the top, are you ready? Uh, we're, we're two days away. I guess um, your arrival is official tomorrow, right? It is. Wow. I, uh, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. I am going to pack a bag. I'm going to look at some shit, throw it in a bag, get ready, get packed. And uh, yeah, before long, I'm going to get up early and head to the head to the airport. And I'll be in Toronto before you know it. And we're looking forward to being live on location uh, this Thursday and Friday. That's February 1st and 2nd from the Seagram's VO Whiskey Studio at Sponsorship X. And uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be the case, but I think we should do the podcast while we have some whiskey. That sounds like a great plan to me. Mm, Well, sponsored by Seagram's Whiskey. I don't see a better time to do that. Why not? See where it's at. See what the layout is. I'm sure it's going to be fun, exciting, something new. We'll be able to do a show from the same room for once in our lives. Hey, weird. Yeah. I was going to say like, that's the weird thing is that I don't, we've never, I don't think we've ever done a show together in person. Uh, I think the, 
the quality should be much better than we're already putting forward today, which is already great in my opinion, kind of biased on that front, but it's just different when the person you're doing a show with is like there and then we're having guests on location. It's a way different dynamic. I'm curious to see how we handle this thing, man. Yeah, it'll be nice. Uh, you know, I do one that Department of Discipline uh, Hockey Fights pod in studio with Pinder, and it is a different feel. You can kind of go back and forth a little bit and, and you know, switch hit your conversation. It's more of a conversation rather than the floor is yours, the floor is mine, the floor is yours, the floor is mine. So it'll be fun, a different dynamic to it. And who knows, maybe you'll be moving out to Alberta one day to uh, Alberta and Alberta to be doing it live on, on location all the time. <laughs> that would make absolutely no sense since we cover the team here in Toronto. It would be you taking your family down to the uh, to, to to the big smoke here, bud. I don't know about that, my man. <laughs> You're pretty happy out west. Chalk that up. That's never going to happen. I'm never coming out west. Um, <laughs> let's do a giveaway here on today's show. We rarely do this, but uh, All-Star Weekend is coming, and I've got my hands on a couple of fanfare tickets. So the first person to email me at leafsmorningtake22 at gmail.com. That's leafsmorningtake at gmail.com. And tell me what NHL team Jay Rosal was drafted by. So what NHL team was Jay Rosal drafted by? We'll win two tickets to NHL Fanfare at All-Star Weekend. Really fun event for kids. Uh, there's games. NHL alumni will pop by from time to time. Very interactive event. I know there's going to be, um, I think NHL Network Radio is doing their live show from there. So there's going to be like all-stars coming in and out. It's, it's a really, really good event. Really cool for the kids. And it's happening at Metro Toronto Convention Center from, from February 1st to 4th. So again, what email Leafs is that? Take, pardon me? What email is that? Leafsmorningtake22 at gmail.com. The first person to answer the question correctly. What NHL team was Jay Rosehill drafted by? will win two tickets to NHL Fanfare. Cool. Wonder if some people are scrambling. If I was in TO and didn't have tickets to anything and the big show's coming to town, had some kiddos too, I'd be mashing the Google machine right now trying to figure out who drafted my ass out of the AJHL Alberta Junior Hockey League. I could tell you right now, but I don't want to ruin it in the case. Pretty easy, Hockey DB. You can catch it in a GIF, but answering it in the chat's not going to win you these tickets. You got to email me at that email at leafsmorningtake22 at gmail.com. Speaking of mashing, did you see that sign outside Fillmore's? I'm sure an establishment you, you went to once or twice as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're offering oh. free lap, dan lap dances for all 2024 NHL All-Stars with an ID required. Did you see that? Jesus. <laughs> yes, I did. I don't uh, don't know how many are going to take them up on that. Just sounds like a PR nightmare in this landscape and the culture we live in today, but... Nice gesture. Maybe they'll bring in some uh, some customers hoping to get their a glimpse of some all-stars getting grinded up on. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to say the least. Least morning take 22 gmail at gmail.com is the email to answer uh, for that giveaway, by the way. At the Leafs Nation 401 is our YouTube page. Subscribe right now. Least morning take wherever you find your podcast. Just search least morning take. We'll come up and uh, remember to leave us a five-star review as well and comments below. Uh, with your praise for this podcast brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25, uppercase, for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms apply. Should mention as well, Mark Masters of TSN uh, will stop by in about 25 minutes or so for a vibe check. He covers his team on a daily basis. Uh, a lot of them are off uh, on the beach somewhere. A couple of them, off, of course, coming back for the All-Star Weekend festivities starting on Thursday. But uh, Mark Masters is coming up. Uh, and who knows better than somebody who covers this team on a daily basis, right? Yeah, he's literally like... He's right there all day, every day. There's n probably nothing. He probably knows... He probably can't even say as much as he knows, I'm sure, because he's got his, his finger on the pulse. So if you do want to know something that a guy could talk about, he would be the man to ask. And he has been for quite a while now. He has. And uh, was he the guy when you were on the team? I don't, he, he was starting to become that guy. I don't yeah. think he was like slated Leafs guy, but he was, I think he was fairly new doing some reporting on location stuff, but then was kind of always kind of like centered towards Toronto and now he's just like the dude. So yeah, like I say, he's been like that. Uh, he's been that guy for quite a while and a guy in the know with this Maple Leafs team for sure. So we haven't spoken the last couple of days. Um, what's your feeling here at the uh, bye week slash all-star break and, and just the weekend? I thought it was a really professional victory against Winnipeg. 
It was, man. I think when they when they sniped that one in Toronto on uh, on the Wednesday, you know, I've got some Jets fans out here, and we have been talking about the way they've been clipping along. They were kind of the story out west until the Oilers kind of took that crown with the run that they're on. But um, after that Wednesday game, people were like, "It's like they're guaranteed going to win on Saturday at home," and. You know, with the Leafs being kind of up and down and not sure what's going on with certain things, you know, I I wasn't throwing any bets. I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew how good the Jets were, and we squeaked one out there on the Wednesday. And um, lo and behold, they showed up and they played hockey again. So, you know, I'm not getting fanatically excited or anything like that. I think we've learned our lesson. I think this this team has its warts, and there's no doubt about that. And I just, it's an odd time right now because you're trying to figure out who is this team, what are they capable of, and what is the plan going forward? Like, I think the big conversation I'd like to ask Mark about today is what what is the plan at deadline? What are we going to give up? Is this the team or is this, is does it have too many holes to fill? And it's kind of a scary question to ask because is anyone willing to you know, give up the Mintons and the Cowans of the world and the first rounders again, which you know what those can turn into potentially to make a little run and just get snuffed out by the Boston Bruins or run into a playoff, you know, potential monster of, of the way they play hockey in the Florida Panthers. Like, are they willing? And then we're like, well, fucking thanks for that. Or do we need to kind of overhaul this core for and, and make a new run at it with tree living's real fingerprints on it next year? Or it's, it's just tough to say. And, I mean, there's still the Joseph Wall conversation. Who is this guy? What is he capable of? How far is he is he capable of taking this team at this period in his career and his life? And, you know, the youth and inexperience that he has, but the talent and potentials through the roof as well. So a lot of question marks right now is what I'm saying. A lot of question marks. There have been so many stops and starts this season where it's like I can't get excited that they've won three in yeah. a row of four or five, right? You just remember, recall back a couple of weeks ago when they started 2024 off with four straight victories. They were being beating inferior opponents, and I was feeling good about life, and then they went into that swoon in, in, in January, and it was disaster time again. That I think it's fair to, to understand where I'm coming from, right? Where the fact where I can't get too high, too low, because we've been duped so many times, no? Yeah, they have yet to really take control as a team and say we are a dominant team. That they've yet to do that. They take they take their steps forward and they look quite good. Um, whether they get really good goaltending or Austin has two and one, or you know they get some secondary score scoring, or their D's actually playing big and 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 turning things aside. And then the next day, it's just like, what the hell was that? Like, where is your head (laughs) at? Where's your preparation? Like, what is this group? Are you kidding me with that shit? And I just don't see like the Colorado Avalanche doing that, even though, you know, you could crunch numbers and and tell me why this team is blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, we know what their warts are and what their problems are and what, where they struggle in the playoffs. And I don't think they've done enough to show that, Hey, we fixed that problem to make anyone get too excited. Although you, you love seeing them win games. I mean, yeah, they had that West coast trip on in California and beat the Anaheim ducks and the struggling LA Kings. Okay, fine. San Jose sharks. Like, are you kidding me? Home and home with them. And then they go on that road trip and they lose to Edmonton. Understandably, you could say could have gone either way that game. Then they, they beat Calgary, but then they lose to Vancouver. You'd rather win that. And then they pull one off in Seattle. So it's a 500 trip. Well, what do we think about that? Well, I don't know. Kind of hard to say. Then, you know, I thought it was a real test against that's where we're at right now, which is the positivity kind of saying, you know, they are clipping right now. Like the Winnipeg jets were dominant. They don't get goals scored on them much. And, you know, Samsonov, what are we going to, what's this guy going to look like? He's, he's been this gross thing. The, the beginning of the year had to take this hiatus then he comes in the last four games and he's fucking dominant, man. He looks like solid Sammy from last year. And we sweep the Winnipeg Jets who have were first in the league for a while ago, not long ago and right up there. So it's like question marks. Like, what are these guys? I don't know because it is kind of a toss of the coin, but if they continue, it's just, it's almost unfortunate. It's the all-star break because we're running up on the trade deadline. And it's like, what do you want tree living to do? Do you want him to make a run or, are they not ready? And saying that they're not ready is definitely a disappointment because expectations are always so high with this group. But should they be? 
Well, it's like Jacqueline Hyde, right? And I, I think that must be so annoying for the brain trust involved to really comprehend and have a grasp of what this team truly is when they do this yo-yo thing, right? Where they're really good for two weeks, they're bad for two weeks. Like, they suck you back in. I think you're so yeah. right on the Winnipeg Jets. Like, they they lose to the teams they shouldn't lose to. Then they beat the teams they shouldn't be. Like, Winnipeg entering that home-and-home home was the hottest team in the NHL. And the Leafs didn't play great. They found a way, a very unleafy way on Wednesday. And then they smashed them on Saturday on the road in a building they've had a lot of success in. They've won nine of the last 11 in Winnipeg, if you can believe that. And that must be so frustrating for everybody involved trying to make decisions with this team because you just don't know what you're going to get on a nightly basis. I made this joke last week. I guessed it on a Winnipeg-specific show, I think it was on Tuesday. And I was asked like, what to expect from the Leafs against Winnipeg. And I said, I don't know. But, but that's the actual answer. Because every game comes out, it's like a fresh slate. You don't know what you're going to get from this team. And, that, and that's scary to me. Yeah, I mean, it's better than just being overall bad. But they've True. got too much firepower to be overall bad. It's just the consistency factor, uh, the preparation factor, the the dig your heels in grit, be able to turn be able to turn a game around. It's kind of a mark of, of a good team in my mind. Yeah. I remember playing and it's like, shit like we just didn't have the right right mindset going into a game we're down to nothing our first period was ugly and you can just adjust reevaluate what's going on get back on track right get everyone together to understand got it i see what happened this is our plan this is who we are we are going to access that right fucking now and you start the second period boom and you can take control of a game again and win games that you that you just don't have it to start you can find your good hockey when it's not there and adjust and the Leafs don't do that at all in my mind. That's their biggest problem. If they're bad, they're fucking bad and it can yeah. be ugly and you can lose to those teams where you're just like, how am I supposed to consider you a contender right now, guys? Oh, we're playing awesome hockey right now. You just had a three game scale. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's just frustrating. Right. And yeah. I get, they want to inflate themselves from the stuff we're seeing right now. And that's fine. I get it. You, if they were to listen to every one of these shows and listen to all the pundits, they go frigging crazy. I understand why they insulate themselves from it, but at the end of the day, they they are a frustrating team to cheer for because they'll give you these pretty good glimpses like they have right now against the Winnipeg Jets, and you're like, well, holy smokes, man. Like, are these guys, can they access really good hockey? And then they'll drop the ball, like, considerably where I don't see other good teams being that big of a yo-yo, and, and that is the frustration. But, you know, they got time left. They're going to come back from this break and see what they have. I want to see Joseph Wall be in there. If they can have Wall and Sammy, like, fighting over the crease by, you know, who's got a 9-2 save percentage and who's got the latest shutout, like, my goodness, great, great thing to have. But I think it's going to come down to, you know, not selling the farm at trade deadline, seeing if you can add pieces with, you know, maybe even moving pieces around, like, Maybe someone wants a Bertuzzi as a rental or something like this and, and needs that little piece on in their depth chart. And maybe you can access something that he hasn't been able to in Toronto. And we can get a little piece, like if we can get a tan, have some, like it's hard to crunch the numbers and, and the Saravallis and those guys are better at that. But I just don't, I just don't feel good right now about selling the farm to try to make a run this year. I really don't. Yeah, I'm with you, and I wouldn't be trading Tyler Bertuzzi. I'm sorry. I think you picked him up for a playoff run. You picked him up to see what he has in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's what I'm making my decision, oh, my analysis on, on Tyler Bertuzzi. I know it's been a, a massive miss thus far, but that that could easily be rectified by strong showing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I, I just need to see what he has. Let's not lose sight of the fact either that Kyle Dubas was after Tyler Bertuzzi for years, and I mean years Brad True Living gets him. All of a sudden, the media thinks he's the worst player on the planet. If it was Cal Dubas who picked him up, it's fucking hooray. This guy's incredible. What an addition. So please stop with this shit. Not to you specifically, but just out there in the media, you know? But it was what an addition. It was a big celebration when Tree Living People signed him. I was yeah. happy as shit. He's just, he's just not who I thought he was. Like, the look on his face is just, it's just nothing there. No, he was like this cocky, swaggery had these little idiosyncrasies, his knobs this way, he chirps off like this, his long hair, he's got no tooth, he does funny stuff, he's an interesting cat, and he, and he, he you know, uses that in, his, in a game, and he has this but, flair in a game, and can, can play, like, behind-the-scenes type stuff with the other team, and, and then he can be super skilled and take over games in certain ways, and then it's just, like, nothing here in Toronto. I'm just like, 
I just barely notice him. I've noticed his long hair sometimes. He chips in here and there, fine. But I'm just like, Bert, like, do your thing, man. Like, let this guy cook. I don't know if the markets intimidate him or what, but so far, he's another one of those guys that comes to Toronto and just can't quite do it the way he could. It's just like, it's too big of a spotlight or too big of a market or too, you're on too much of a pedestal or overthinking things or I don't know what it is, but it's just not what I thought he was when he, when he, when we signed him. Well, put it this way, Steve Eisman, widely recognized as one of the better GMs. I don't know why on paper, I guess in the league. And he's like, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Traded him to Boston. And then Boston gets that Tyler Bertuzzi that you're talking about. Right. And I think that's the, the bother in the career of Tyler Bertuzzi is that he shows spurts of this type of game where he can really control the game. Look at what he did with Boston in the playoffs. And then there's times where he's a no-show. Like, he's had a really decent career, specifically with Detroit, where he's put up some numbers. But then sometimes he just goes complete MIA. And, and that's I, I think that's the forgotten point in this, is that Detroit, Steve Eisenman, out of all GMs, decided to move on. It just wasn't the right fit for them, you know? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, if... It depends, and it's not like they're just cooking like crazy. It's yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting thought for sure. Like, why did they move on from this guy if you know they're not like the ninety mid nineties Red Wings, you know, where they could just yeah. unload them? But yeah, I'd like to see him cook a little bit more. No question about that. And you know, um, producer Vic has has a comment too. He just had a kid, right? And if that's his first kid, that's a lot second. going on. You know, you could have some distractions personally, which that's his second one. Eh? Okay, so that even less reason, but. <laughs> We're working That's on narratives big, here. <laughs> yeah, shit. You've already done it. I mean, the, the first time it's a bit of a whirlwind. I mean, it depends yeah. how the baby's doing, how your wife's handling it, what's going on at home. You could really have a lot of your energy put into that, no question. But, I mean, at the end of the day, your your wife and yourself have to have an understanding that you have a job, you're professional, and, and that needs to take you know a certain percentage of your energy to, to play good hockey. It just hasn't quite happened. He's not been a bust. He's not been a nightmare, but I expected more out of him and Domi and these pieces that we added that could help facilitate the Leafs' struggles in the playoffs. And, I mean, yeah, they could show up in the playoffs, but I hate that narrative. Oh, they'll just yeah. show up in the playoffs. Like, when the fuck does that happen? Who just – who? What team just goes very averagely all through the year and then all of a sudden, Tampa hey, guys, Bay. it's playoff time. Oh, we're sick. Look at, look at how polished we are. No. Tampa Bay. Oh, fuck off. No, they're Tampa Bay. There's a they're a powerhouse, man. They're a phenomenal hockey team. They're not, Coach though. Look what they're doing this year. They did nothing in the first half. Now they've won eight of nine. Like they're turning it on at the right time. I'm not saying you can't have a slow start and then pick it up. I'm saying you yeah. don't just walk into the playoffs and all of a sudden become this different player or this different team. Don't don't bet on that. Don't cross your fingers yeah. and say, oh, that'll probably happen because it fucking doesn't. You have yeah. to have no, it. Before, I, I just think the hope is, is that. When the going gets tough in the postseason, a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi drags you into the fight like that. That and all. Let's be frank about it, man. It's all hope with this Leafs team. Like if you and I were to sit here today and tell people what we think the Leafs would look like in a playoff setting, we're kidding ourselves. We have no fucking clue. And 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 that's the concern with this Maple Leafs team. You know, they won that Tampa series. They weren't excellent in that series. I think you can make the argument Tampa was the better team, but they pushed through. They pushed through. And then ultimately you get to the Florida series. I thought they were the better team in the first two games. The results didn't go their way and they packed it up. They said, you know what? Let's hit the golf course. Season's done. And, and frankly, it was done. It ended in five games, as we know. And, and just the Jekyll and Hyde, this isn't something new, right? And this was passed on from the previous administration with Kyle Dubas. Now Brad Tree Living is realizing that there's a serious problem, an issue systemically with this team. And we'll see if they, they can figure out what to do with that puzzle, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's kind of well said. It's it's an unknown, and that's why I think people have their reservations regardless of, you know, you can't just jump on the bandwagon and then jump off, and people are like, oh, they just won two in a row against the Jets, and you're not being positive. It's like, I'm I'm being positive. I was yeah. pretty thrilled with the games. It's nice to get those wins, and I rubbed it in the guys' face that, that love the Jets, and that's all fine and dandy. I like that, but there is too many question marks. I don't know what to expect. I don't know who these guys are going to be. I know they can be good, but God, can they be bad too? And it, it is difficult to know what you're going to get. And then that's, that's a valid point. I think that's why it's hard to break it down. It's hard to say, Oh, I'm positive today. Oh, I'm not. Because if you're not like shit, we're hot. We're fantastic. I love how we're built. We keep getting better. Sure. We dropped some games. It's still hockey, but like, man, do I love what we have right now? It, it, that group together really fits well. And I'm really excited for the playoffs. It's not that feeling. 
It's I don't yeah. know, man. I, it seems like when you watch the Maple Leafs, they seem worried all the time. I know they seem worried all the time. Their body yeah. language looks worried. Their facial expressions look worried. And when they win a game, it's like, phew, good, good, good. And when yeah. they lose, it's like, God damn. And I remember that feeling. It's like nothing was really good enough. Our team wasn't as good as this one that I played on by any stretch. But it was like you could win two in a row and nothing was ever good enough. And you lose three in a row. Oh, my God. You know, it's, uh, you know, the sky's falling. And I get that. That's the market. That's the reality. That's what you got to understand coming into, into this into this town to play for this team. But if you're just going to guess on the playoffs, that's exactly what you're doing. You're guessing. I don't know if Bertuzzi is going to show up and be an impact player. I don't know if Austin's going to score at the clip that he is in the playoffs. I don't know if Mitch Marner's going to battle and grind and have some FU in his game. I actually kind of do know. I don't think he's got that in. <laughs> but I, I don't know if Willie really Nylander is going to be as hot as he was at the beginning of the year, or if he's kind of going to be, you know, just hoping out there. And I don't know, a lot of worry and a lot of hoping is what I see in this group. And that worries me to try to, you know, predict that they're going to be a powerhouse in the playoffs. I, I don't, they don't give me any reason to, to firmly plant my flag in that ground and say, these guys have got it this year because they just so far have not shown enough to say that. Perfectly put by Mr. D in the chat. It's an unknown unknown. I think that is perfectly well put uh, shots on gold GA and PPG can make or break your week, but don't overlook BPMM. Wendy's is bacon, portobello, mushroom melt. Sure. It may not help you win weekly prizes with Wendy's and daily face-off fantasy, but unlike your predictions, it never disappoints. So try your luck. But don't push it because the bacon portobello mushroom melt is only back for a limited time. And if you miss it, you won't get a second chance. Sign up for Daily Faceoff today, sponsored by Wendy's and the Wendy's app. You see these quotes from Elliot Friedman earlier this week? Uh, I saw a few of them. Rumor season, buddy. I'll read them off and we can sort of react. Um, So this is part of the 32 Thoughts podcast with Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman. What I really do believe is that I think they continue to look for defense in every direction. So that's not a bit, uh, not a surprise. I think we've known that from this team throughout this season. Elliot went on to say, ever since True Living took over, one of the things that the brain trust of this team has been doing is figuring out what their defense is going to look like for years to come. So we've been speculating on that. And here's the big quote. I stand by what I said. I don't think they are convinced that this is their year. And while I think they will continue to look at the blue line, I believe the four things they get asked about the most are Nyes, Minton, Cowan, and their first rounder, especially for anything short-term. They do not want to do any of that, which makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and to that point, too, like I think people could read those quotes and hear those quotes and take them out of context. Rosie, I really don't see a player out there right now, and a lot can change between now and March 8th, where it's like I'm chomping at the bit to give up a Minton or a Cowan or a first rounder. There's some good, nice players, but... The focus has really changed from like 20, 25 years ago, where it was like a bona fide stud going for a first round. Or now it's like fucking like Nick Felino with the duest of respect. It's it's changed a lot. The marketplace, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's a high price to pay. And it goes back to like, what do we do? We believe in this team. If you believe, then you push your chips to the middle of the table and you gamble and you make a run at it. And we, you know, we've been talking about it's time for this group to make a run at it. Look at the contracts look at the players in their prime like if this is the group then let's go and once again i just i don't i don't have enough to to make that claim i don't want to sell the farm for a defenseman that has no term that's a rental then it doesn't work out and they have a you know they play like they have played the last fuck what do you want to say five years in the playoffs okay great now now what now we just lost our first rounder now we don't have cow and now we don't have mint and those guys that that came in and had that jam in that heart to almost make the bloody team out of training camp and outshine everybody. Now we just lost him for, and we're left even worse than we started. Like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm getting to the point where unless something wild happens in the playoffs this year, it's like Shanna, the Shanna plan, 10 years of fuck all. What have you given us? Why should I stay with you? Why should I be on team Shanahan? You haven't done anything for us. This core four is like, I mean, it's like having a baseball team that all have like, it's full of like wicked pitchers. It's like, fuck, we can't get rid of that guy. He's a wicked pitcher. Well, fuck. Is anyone going to ground the balls? Is anyone going to hit at the plate? Is anyone, you know, we need more than that. It takes more than that to win a world series. It takes more than a whole bunch of, you know, high end, talented, fancy forwards to win a Stanley cup. Are you going to move on from Mitch Marner? Or is he the guy that's going to get you to the promised land? Because even he's been here like what eight years. What has you done for me? 
You went on a cool streak where everyone jerked off to, oh, he's got an 18-game. How long will his point streak? That's fucking cool. But it's just a feather in his cap for him to tell his grandkids that I had an 18-game point streak or whatever the hell it ended up being. I don't care. I don't care about anyone's personal accolades, not even Austin Matthews's. It's fun to have other fans of other teams come up and say, how fucking good is Austin Matthews? And I go, he's disgusting, man. He's like one of the most, he's one of the greatest goal, goal scorers of all times. And he's like 25. It's it's unbelievable. But don't tell me that, you know, this guy's accolades are going to get us anywhere because they already haven't. And I'm done with this fucking core four eating up massive amounts of the salary cap and not having the pieces in place and being hamstrung. How are we supposed to get a stud fucking defenseman to, to make noise in the playoffs? Tell me, well, we're not giving up Minton. We're not giving up Cowan. Sure as hell not giving up knives. Don't want to give up our first round or mean either. Well then fuck what time to time to break this up so that we're not handcuffed. Can we ask, can we tell Mitch Marner, are you tired of this market too? You seem pretty tired of it. You seem pretty annoyed with the media and the spotlight and the bullshit. You're talking about Samson. I was big comeback. And you mentioned how hard it is for you to deal with it every day. It must be on your mind. Can we move away from this guy and fuck off with his $14 million he's going to ask for and maybe have a more well-rounded team that we can have some substance with and go into the playoffs kind of confident? Because right now we're just flipping coins up and everyone's scrambling to see what it landed on because nobody knows what this team's going to fucking produce. That makes too much sense. Uh, you're making too much sense, man. Like, and that's what we've been preaching on this podcast for a year and a half. It's just that we're we're doing this. It's Groundhog Day every off season for this team, where it's like we're not changing what's going to make or break it for this team, and and that's the error right there. No. Yeah, like every freaking off season, it's like you're running like. You want to do it again with Mitch Marner? Like, say they lose in the first round this year. Say they miss the, I mean, if they miss the playoffs, a whole different narrative is going to come yeah. up. But I think they're going to make the playoffs. Say they lose in the first round to take your pick. Is it really going to be, wow, Is this year, it's going to be different. What's going to yeah. be different? You have 50 fucking $60 million tied up in the same style of player that doesn't work. What, what do you, what's to talk about, man? You have to change it. I know you're waiting for, you know, Tavares to be done. That's not happening right away. You got this Marner thing. Can you, can you move it before you have to sign him? And are you, are you really going to do it again? Are you really going to re-sign him for even more money to eat up the cap? And then what? Do what's going to change? Like, it's frustrating, man. You can't, no one else has this much money tied up in four top end forwards. Nobody. Why do you just think you're? it's harder to win here than it is anywhere else? You think you're going to do it this odd, off-the-cuff, weird way that no one has ever done before? It, look yeah. at the defensemen and the defense corps that wins the Stanley Cup every year. We're not even close, and we're still just going to, oh, yeah, let's keep let's keep this guy around. I don't know. He's good. Well, he's good. Well, fuck. He's been here for eight years. Shanahan's plan has been a decade. It's not working. I'm not, I'll be fucking furious to do the same thing again. I've already been banging my head against the wall saying more of the same, yeah. more of the same, and we're just going to, like who on earth would think we have to do it again and run it back with these guys? Something has to change. And I know who it is in my mind, just based on what I think wins in the playoffs. And it's one certain guy that's going to demand a massive ticket here this year. Yeah. I've been prepping uh, all sort of um, season long for the conversation we're going to have in the off season where it's the same shit. And uh, we've talked about this before too, when it comes to Mitch Marner, like he dictates his future. He's got, you know, everybody gets no trade clauses and the, the Leafs are going to realize that quickly. John Tavares, too. These guys don't want to go anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere. I don't even think you're going to have that combo with JT. He's got a year left in his deal after this one. And, and Mitch Marner, too. Yeah, you can go to him as we talked with Frank Saravalli like a month ago. You can go to him and be like, we don't want you here. He could be like, tough shit. I'm going to play out my contract and then we'll figure it out from there like that. That's where I think this team is really tied up, where it's like, I couldn't agree with you more that it's time for a substantial change. And if that means trading a Mitch Marner in the off season or hell, even at the deadline, I would think about it, but they just can't do it. Like it's, 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 it's almost, it's nearly nothing's impossible in this league, but knowing what we know the players from this market, it makes too much sense why Mitch Marner would be the one to go. But I, I just think it's a pipe dream. I, I honestly feel that way. Like they're going to be strapped into to signing this guy long-term. It's all they can do. <sighs> Ah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I mean, I get that trade 
that no trade clause to me, what that does is just gives them some control. They don't just walk into the rink someday and someone tells them they got traded to Columbus. Like they have some control. They have some say they're going to be involved in the conversation. Their agent's going to be able to sniff out and, you know, do his little due diligence and figure out where a good fit would be and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, yes, the final say will come down to the player with the no trade clause, because I don't know how much he loves living in Toronto. I don't know how much his roots go deep there. He's from the area and, like, does he, does he want to be there every summer, no matter what, or if he could go to Dallas or something or take your pick, like, is that a new start where he could be like, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to fly under the radar, be a stud, you know, push for a hundred points every year, maybe get lucky and win a cup somewhere, or be part of something special, but it's not going to be this scrutinous Toronto fucking market every day. That's, that's making me like age prematurely, this young guy, maybe he wants to get the hell out of there. And maybe he's like, you know what, if you, I didn't want to be the one to say it because I don't want to be the bad guy. But if you want to bring it to my attention and say maybe, then I can maybe say, okay, let's let's sit down and have a conversation. What are we thinking? Where are we looking? What are the potentials? What's the timeline? And and then maybe have an adult conversation that's professional about what do we need here? Maybe he's open to it. I mean, and especially with a guy with a big ego who's always had everyone drooling over him. If he gets told, we'd like to move on from you, maybe his ego says, well, then screw you, pal. I'm gone. Fast as we can make a deal that I like. I'm out of here. See you later. Sayonara. Why the fuck would I want to play for you? If you just said you're the first guy in my life who's ever said that you don't want me. I don't want to be here. That's for sure. Maybe that's the situation. I don't know him personally, but it's possible. More possible than you're saying, I think. I just wonder if the Leafs have it in them, man. <laughs> Knowing what we know about Brendan Shanahan, his just his devotion, man, his devotion to the core for do you imagine him flipping the script? Because let's be honest, love Brad Tree Living, but Shanahan, everything runs through him. Do you do you, do, you, do you, does it even play in your head like, he, like Shanahan going to Marner and being like, "Hey, we don't want you. Sorry, buddy, for everything I've said about you in the media. We just don't want you here anymore." I just don't see it. Well, it's happened to everybody. Like yeah. every, anyone, any big name that's gotten traded, you have to have that conversation. And yeah, he's definitely had. You know, he he's been loyal to them, and he has been firm in his I, idea and approach to this roster. And I get when you draft these guys, and and they. They're, they are successful, very good, very talented players in their own right. You'd have this, you know, affinity for them. I get it. But what leg is Shanahan going to have to stand on if it doesn't go well this year? If it's another coin toss that doesn't end up in, in their favor and you look at him after the year, is he really going to go, these are our guys? Like, how could you have a leg to stand on and do that after this after this amount of time? Like, I'm sorry, but it's it's been done. We've changed GMs, had different goaltenders, had different personnel. We've surrounded them with people. We've got the most out of a lot of them. Look at Nylander. Look at fucking Matthews. Like they, it's not like they're all underperforming. It's like it's just it's not the formula, Brendan. And I'm and like how how could you argue otherwise at this point in time if it comes to that in the offseason? How how could you have a leg to stand on to say we're going to run it back? That would be insane. I, I don't. Yeah, and I, I think you got to try to do it. Try to make a move. Try to change it. And somebody in the chat also brought up that I think Brendan Shanahan was asked one question about the performance of the team after last year. Like it just systemically, there just seems to be a big time issue with this. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Team, but let's get to our guest. The following interview is brought to you by our friends over at Battlegrounds Axe Throwing. Unlock the ultimate birthday party, team building event, or have a great date night with your significant other. To find a location and book an outing today, go to battlegrounds.com. That's B-A-T-L grounds.com, battlegrounds.com. As you bring in today's guest from TSN, it's Leafs reporter, Mark Masters. What's going on, Mark? How are you, bud? Good morning, guys. Good to be on with you. Thanks for thanks for coming on, bud. Uh, how how are you spending your time? I guess away from the rink. I imagine you're going to be part of the All Star festivities, or what? Yes, my first time covering the uh, the All Star game, so I get to check that box. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Usually, I like the the time off. It's such a busy season with the Leafs, but it's in our in our backyard here, and I'm I'm pumped to get going with that. And uh, I got a little one at home, so I'm enjoying a little home uh, time at home with him right now. Masters, how how are you feeling in general as somebody who covers this team? Because Rosie and I have talked ad nauseum throughout the last couple months, three, four months, the roller coaster season. What's it been like, like covering this team on a daily basis? Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 been even more of a roller coaster than it usually has been. I mean, just the Ilya Samsonov arc has been its own roller coaster. Uh, yeah, I mean, just coming off the summer too, where you have the change of general manager. Uh, which felt so seismic at the time. And then you come in with most of the core back in, in, in check. And, you know, one day you're doing a story about Austin Matthews being on pace for 70 goals. The next day you're like, are they in the fight for their playoff lives? So it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a roller coaster, even more so it feels like than, than ever before covering this Maple Leafs team. Yeah, I can imagine, uh, you know, we go up and down with, you know, our thoughts on the team there. We, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is, is what we always say. And from your perspective, like we're on the outside looking in all the time and, and you're going to, you're going to have one vibe with that when you, you also have that with reporting on them, but you're in the room and you're around the guys. What are the differences you see from, you know, people on the outside and those actual people on the inside? Yeah, I mean, listen, there's been moments of of tension, certainly. Uh, you lose four games in a row with a team with the expectations of the Leafs. There's going to be that that undercurrent uh, beneath the surface. And we've had Sheldon Keefe talk about how he doesn't know who he can trust at certain times late in games. I mean, halfway through the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's been that there's been that tension, of course, uh, underneath it. Uh but I've also seen in this era that they tend to find a way. They don't they don't have long winning streaks per se, uh, but they don't have a lot of long skids. They they know how to pull themselves out of it at the right time, and they go into the All Star break. Which I mean, can you imagine what we'd be talking about right now if they hadn't won these last three games going into the All Star break and kind of gotten things on on track? So, listen, there's been the, the ups and downs. And my sense of the of a lot of the guys is they kind of have been just kind of focused and let's get going here and not too too worried about things one guy's been really focused boys uh austin matthews 40 goals in 46 games we often talk about it we probably take this guy for granted in this market but what it's what, what's it been like covering austin matthews from day one to where he's at now where he scores pretty much every game it's very tough <laughs> it's very tough because as you said uh you almost take it for granted and then you look at the stats and you're like this is just the greatest Maple Leaf we've ever, I've ever seen. Certainly uh, he's going to pass Matt Sundin for the franchise goals record, probably next season. And it was like looking it up. Like I was looking at his pace. I'm like 70 goals. I'm like, I'm like, when's this set? like, like, I don't know. Like, so like Ovi had 65 that one year. And we're, we were talking about how it'd be cool if he, if he beat him. And then like 70 goals hasn't happened since Solane and, and Mokilny in 92, 93. And how many guys have done it? Eight. I mean, it's it's uh, and he's on pace for it. And we're past the halfway point and he's missed a game. It, it's tough. It's tough because of how amazing he is. It's fun because it feels like uh, he does something crazy. That game in Calgary, to me, if you're starting the Hart Trophy kind of campaign for him, that's the game. They're down to nothing. Uh, they're they're on a skid. It's feeling like it's going off the rails. And he's like, I'm just going to take over this game, score a hat trick, and we're going to win it. It's going to be okay. Um, so it's tough because he doesn't love talking about himself like like a lot of hockey players. He doesn't like. To, I think he doesn't like to give away stuff too, right? I remember he switched to black tape for one like shift or two shifts, and he was like not biting on what he was 
doing there. Like, like it was unclear what he was doing there. So it's tough because it's, you're like, this is the greatest guy I've ever covered. How do I tell this story, put it in context and try and push it forward and do something different. And so it is, it's, it's a challenge, but boy, it's a privilege uh, to, to cover this story. Yeah, totally. It's pretty impressive. I think back in like those 92, three days, I just, I think it was easier to score, man. You look at the systems these teams are playing, the athleticism, the speed, the space they take away, the goaltenders. Like, I don't know how this guy's doing it. It is phenomenal. But I wanted to ask, you know, um, the trade deadline's coming up. This team's still kind of a yo-yo. What do you think they're going to do and how do you think they're going to do it? Are are they going to make a push or do they do it passively or do they kind of, you know, you know, lock their fingers and hope or, or what, what do you think their plan is going into the trade deadline, which is creeping up here? I think you have to buy. I mean, I think you have to go for it as much as you can, maybe not push all the chips in, but Austin Matthews is on pace for 70 goals. (laughs) You you got these guys in their prime here. William Nylander's having a career year. You just, you pushed all the chips in with him. Marner's in his prime. And I think he can get better in the second half and he's still having a pretty good year. Uh, and Tavares is 33 and you've got to try and milk everything you can out of him. So the defense is where they focused, you know, that's what Trey living was talking about in the summer. Uh, he was like, I feel like I want to improve the defense even more after signing, you know, Klingberg and he made some, some, some smaller signings. He's like, I still want to reshape this. So that's where you're, you're focused on, right. You know, TJ Brody's having a tough, tougher year than we've seen. Uh, and, you, you know, you got to find the right mix. It's it's not going to be easy. That's, that's the thing. And you don't have as many chips to play with because of all the buying they've done over the years. But I think you have to find a way to improve this roster because that's, that's the whole Shannon plan is built on this is you're taking as many cracks with these guys. And maybe this is the way it happens. Maybe they're a wildcard team and they're on the Metro side and they don't have the pressure of being a, they've never been a lower seed in the Sheldon Keefe era. Maybe that helps them. Maybe they find a path. Maybe this is the year that Matthews just isn't denied in a series and just goes off. So I think you have to try and buy. I'm not saying you go do what you did uh, with Kyle Dubas last year, where it felt like they were all, all in and he was on an expiring contract himself, but you, you got to believe that they're going to try and do something specifically with the defense. So masters, the big thing with us that we've talked about, I think having hope is just a flawed mentality. Like you, you, you can't be the Toronto Maple Leafs. You can't pay these guys all this money and, and, and hope that it, you know, something's going to magically change in the Stanley cup playoffs. Like that's where I think the concern is with this franchise, this organization, the whole Shanna plan. It's like, all they're doing is hoping that hey, we get in and we could be the Florida Panthers. I, I, I just think that's flawed. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, it doesn't look great now. Um, <laughs> it's certainly, it, you don't feel great about it with the way the first half played, but then you look at their talent and then I watch some other teams and I see the teams below them. And I was like thinking, you know, we've had, we have this time off and you're wondering, could they conceivably miss the playoffs? And you just look at the teams below them and they just, no, none of them seem like they they have it um, in them. And certainly the least with the high end talent. So yes, it doesn't look great now, but it doesn't look great until it works. And, and they need to make changes. They they need to, you know, make the, the roster better for sure. But you can squint and see a scenario where Matthews goes to his heart level, finds a way to unlock that next level and Marner as well, right? Those guys have been the ones. We feel like Nylander has, has, has found a way to raise his level at times in the playoffs. And you got to believe you're pretty far down the path with these guys. you got to believe that if you can – give them another chance, um, they're going to find that next level when it matters most. So I can understand that there's some trepidation right now, but we're, again, it's hard to get these guys. And I I don't know, it's tricky. Like, I don't have the answer. I'm not sure, you know, anyone does, but it's hard to get these guys. (laughs) You've got them in their primes and you go for it and you hope, and you keep trying to push and prod around the, around the, the, the fringes. That's kind of the whole era right and i sure. it's hard, like i don't know what the path is right like they've yeah. tried unless you unless you're going to make a change to the core which i heard you guys were, were chatting a bit about coming into this it's hard to know what the path is beyond just giving these guys another crack yeah it's tough what uh goaltending a lot of a lot of 
noise was made about that when Samsonov's struggling. Um, Wall goes down. He's been out for a while. With the resurgence of Sammy, his numbers in four games are phenomenal. I mean, all signs point to he has found something. He's back on track. They get Wall back. What's your thought on the on the goaltending situation, especially, you know, obviously not sure what Wall's going to be like coming back, but do you think with Samsonov's resurgence, they've kind of, you know, settled down and figured out this is the, what we're going with? You want options in net because you want someone to get hot. Uh, and now you've got options, right? Um, I, I, you know, we're talking about Matthew scoring 70. I'm not sure I've ever covered a, a story like Samsonov's first half here where it's gone so poorly and you're wondering if this guy's ever going to play again. And it felt like there was a real conversation about whether he should even get that start against Detroit on the back-to-back or they should get Dennis Hill to be in there. And then, you know, he gets it and you know, they lose and then they don't, you know, he doesn't play again to that back-to-back in Seattle and he takes a step there and then he sweeps Winnipeg and plays mm-hmm. absolutely out of his mind at home in that Wednesday yeah. game and has the fans chanting his name and gets right. to keep the belt, which I don't think anyone's ever kept the belt uh, two games in a row. But Austin Matthews says, no, 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 you're keeping <laughs> that, my friend. Uh, and I don't like I, it's unclear what happened. Like he left the team for, you know, a week, 10 days. When they went to California, he stayed back and he did some work one-on-one. Um, and then he apparently had a heart-to-heart with his father and basically told him to wake up and he's got to fight for this and he's this close to losing his hockey life. And that's the way he described it. And whatever happened, looked in the mirror, what, you know, he, someone unlocked it, but he looks like himself again. He looks like the guy, like, because I was thinking back, I was like thinking of game six in Tampa. And there's a lot of talk, big picture talk after the game. And the last question of Keith's presser was, you know, I asked him, you know, what, what will you remember about this game? And he said, Samsonov, the way he played, it was what, a 2-1 game. And he outdueled uh, Vasilevsky. So if they can have him as a, an option, I'm not ready. And he's not ready to credit to him to say he's all the way back. But to have him as an option is a very good development. Because now if you're the Leafs, you're like, okay, Wolves coming back. We don't have to rush that maybe. You know, Jones has, you know, you know, shown that he's an option and now Samson can get back. You you want options in that because you want to find someone who's hot and they got another option there. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like somebody will ask me who's who's been the good leaf goalie. I'm like, well, ask me which week it is, right? Because it's uh, one week it's Wall, one week it's Jones, one week it's uh, you know, Samsonov. You just never know in this market. And I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to the uh the draft on Thursday, the inevitability of Austin Matthews having to pick, like Team Matthews having to pick between Marner and Nylander. You're smiling because you know it's going to go down, man, and somebody's going to be pissed off about this, and it ain't going to be Nylander. I'll tell you this, man. I, I'm curious to see who they pick. Maybe they just don't. Maybe they just don't pick their yeah. teammates. Maybe they that's just say that's do. that's the way to sidestep and be like, that's the fun part. Like we want to see different guys and we want to go up against them because it's the only way for bragging rights. And that would, that to me is a, a, a path that they could take to avoid that, that scenario where they have to pick one of those two guys. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it would be fun. It would be fun. It will add to the intrigue of the night. I think it's yeah, great. That's a that brainer. Yeah. You, like you get just, to play with other superstars yeah. you never get to play with. Why wouldn't you want to test that out and see what's fun and see who you're clicking with and see what other guys do out there? I think, I think it's a no brainer to not. I love that. That when like guys like Dylan Larkin are playing with Mitch Marner, like this is the funnest, this is yeah. the greatest thing. That's, that's the cool thing to see though. That's what you want to see, right? Like you, this yeah. is what makes the all-star like you get to see these guys interacting in a different setting. And like we, I see these four guys interact with the Leafs in the dressing room and on the practice ice all the time. Let's see them go head to head. Let's see what happens in that uh, environment. I think the fans would like it too. gives you another stake. What if team Matthews loses in the, that first game? So yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a smart play to just say, you know what, you guys go play on another team. Maybe uh, Marner and Nylander will, will land on different teams too. Maybe they will be Leafs on three of the four different teams. Uh, it'd be interesting. I'd push yeah. us a default, just blame everything on Justin Bieber, who's probably going to be making these selections anyways. Uh, Masters, thank you so much for your time, man. You do a great job. Uh, enjoy you. your first All-Star here, bud. Yeah, I will. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. It's going to be a fun second half. You Our bet. pleasure. Take care. That's uh, the one and only Mark Masters from TSN. Just uh, that That's a grind, man. Like That's why I asked that question off the top. To cover... A team, never mind the Maple Leafs on a daily basis, just the ups and downs. And let's not forget, Rosie, like it's one thing for you and I to be here doing a podcast. It's another to be like right in things, right? When when shit's going bad, when shit's going good, just the, the drain on a reporter, I think would be really, really difficult. Yeah, it would be energy 
sucking at a lot of times. I mean, I've seen Mark, he's in the room, he's at practice, he's at pregame skate, he's at everything. And he's always on his phone. He's always, you know, getting information, looking for information, releasing information and gathering information. It's just a a full-time job. And it's not like the Leafs are are short of storylines, are short of drama, are short of frustration, are short of jubilation. It's all over the bloody map with the storylines from Austin Matthews to Ilya to the team in general, to their performance, to their fanfare and all the opinions that are coming from all over the place. It's never ending. I'm sure he's exhausted at the end of the day more often than not. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19-plus Please play responsibly. So as reference, just six games in the NHL this week, the Leafs off until next Monday when they host the New York Islanders. Um, are you going to be buying into this uh, Super Bowl prop of uh, Travis Kelsey proposing the one Taylor Swift? <laughs> no, I am not. That would be the <laughs> dumbest, cheesiest thing in the world. How many hours do you think they've actually spent together during dating? She's on Maybe a fucking six? world tour and he's, playing in the NFL, I bet you they barely even know each other. Like, let's be honest. I would. We've seen weirder things though, man. Like that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, who, why the hell would this guy propose that quickly? But like, we've seen stranger things. I would mash the no, absolutely mash the no. He's not going to do it on. Oh God. Like they need more. Like, like, Taylor, do you need more attention? Do you need more spotlight? Do you need to be more famous? Like it's insane. I think she's in love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't screw with those type of props there. They're dumb. I might just hammer the no because let's let's be honest. Even though it's zero value, I think it's dumb. Okay. All no right. Fair enough. You, you you get the core hitting things on this podcast. There's no doubt about that. Uh, by the way, in case you missed it, uh, we're giving away two tickets to NHL Fanfare, which is uh, part of NHL All Star Weekend, happening at Metro Toronto Convention Center, February first to fourth. So. If you know the answer to this question, uh, send an email, leafsmorningtake22 at gmail.com, leafsmorningtake22 at gmail.com. What NHL team was Jay Rosehill drafted by? The first person email me with, will win two tickets to NHL Fanfare. So, Rosie, we'll leave it at that. Uh, tomorrow you'll be traveling. And again, on Thursday, we're going to be live from uh, the Seagram's VO Whiskey Studio at Sponsorship X. Looking forward to seeing you in person, man. I know it's going to be cool. I'll be jumping on a jet early in the morning and we will see you live and in person very soon, man. I'm excited. Got a couple of things uh, planned as well. Thursday and Friday, I believe uh, Adam Copeland from AEW, who's uh, here for All-Star Weekend, is going to stop by on Friday. I believe Jackie Redmond's going to drop by. I think we're looking to look up with uh, link up, excuse me, with Anthony Stewart and a couple others. So it's going to be a fun time. And Rosie and I just shooting the shit about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nothing's going to change. We're just going to do it in person, right? You're probably going to rip Mitch Marner at least once. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I get... Dude, I, I, hope I, get I hope we're at an event together. I hope we're at an event together and Mitch Marner walks by. That would be theater, my man. That would be theater. Because you don't think that guy watches what's going on? No. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I think he does. Do you, know, do you know how many people are saying this thing or the other thing about Mitch? His number one priority is to not pay attention to any yeah, of it. Right. I you wouldn't have a clue. Wouldn't have a clue. Mitchie, baby, think, what's up, my guy? Hey, how you doing? I, I completely disagree. He is the type of guy who is dialed in. He knows what's going on. The guy booked a fucking tea time a day after losing in the playoffs. He didn't think he was going to get seen or caught. Come on. Come on. I think, yeah, you think he's just uh, just scouring the comment section of every podcast about the Leafs? No, the thing <laughs> is, is like, you know how the algorithm works, right? If you're on YouTube no. or you're on Instagram, you're bound to stumble a, a, across a clip of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we cover the Toronto Maple. I'm just saying, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. I could care less. I got a job to do. I'm going to be <laughs> honest and say what I think, and I don't really care. I'm not there to hurt feelings. I'm not trying to be a what do you call it? Like a troll or anything like that. I did not like the media when I played there. I thought they made it more difficult to win. I still do. But if my job is to break down the Leafs, I'm going to do it honestly and give my real opinion. And if that means I think it's time to find a way to move on from Mitch Marner because you have too many eggs in that basket and he's the odd man out for me personally for their struggles in the playoffs and everything else and the value that you could possibly get for him. Smell you later, Mitch. It's been fun. There you have it. The most noble podcaster you'll find in former Toronto Maple Leaf, Jay Rosehill. So he'll be back in the mix on Thursday. We're going to be on location. Carter Hutton's back tomorrow. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys are fantastic. 
at the Leafs Nation 401, producer Vic, outstanding as per usual. And of course, many thanks to our guests today and Mark Masters from TSN. That's Jay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga. We'll talk tomorrow. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.